Girls, it's Diana from Cosmalicious with Diana on Sirius 111 and XM 162. I have God in studio. Oh, well, not not the real thing. He just thinks he is. It's Patrick Wannis, the one and only celebrity life coach and relationship expert that I trust. Um, we're bringing you in today because we have a ton of questions about how to survive the holidays. But first, I just want to say thank you for blessing us with your presence. I'd like to do that. You really do. You walk in the room and the whole room, the lights flicker. Well, and they said, and God said, let there be light. <laughs> and, and Patrick and it made was. it happen. Then the next line is, and then he said, take your clothes off. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, we're on Cosmo Radio, aren't Patrick, we? Patrick, <laughs> slow it down. This is a mid-afternoon show. Okay, buddy? Did you, do, you know not the, do you not know that song, Afternoon Delight? Afternoon delight. Oh yeah, that was perfect. It was in uh, it was in the Anchorman. That was one of my favorites. There you go. I love lamp. Anyway, now we're getting like bad two thousand references, and they're gonna call me up from Cosmo Magazine and be like, "You're so not cool. So you need to just bring up the cool and bring down the geek a notch." <laughs> but that's what Patrick does when when we hang out. You make me a little nervous because you're so insightful and you really get to like the heart of a matter. And right now, I'm feeling a lot of pressure. From the oh. holidays. Do you need to take some clothes off to lighten that pressure? What is off with you and the strip teasing, Patrick Wannis? By the way, for all of you girls who are, are near a computer anywhere and you want to get an eye full of this glorious man in all of his glory, go to www.patrickwannis.com. That's W-A-N-I-S. So make sure to check him out and you'll understand why we all tremble in his presence. Um, but... More importantly, I am a little nervous about the holidays. I have a lot of my friends who are freaking out because they are trying to, you know, make their partner happy, make their parents happy, and they're forgetting about how to just enjoy the holiday season. And luckily, you wrote written an article for Match.com called Easing Holiday Stress, Tips to Help You Enjoy the Holidays. We need all the tips we can get. Yeah, and I think the first thing you ought to say is that expect that this is the time that everyone goes loopy. This is mm-hmm. when you feel all the stress, you feel all the pressure, because most of the year builds up to this. If you're at the end of the year, at the holiday season, and you're not in a relationship, you're usually feeling left out, left behind, or even worse, you've just finished a relationship, or you're not talking to your ex, or you don't want to be talking to your ex, or he's pursuing you all of that sort of stress, then that doesn't even include the stress you're going to get from your family. You know, oh maybe you, you don't live with your family. Well, depending on how old you are, you shouldn't be living with your family. Right. But, you know, you come to your family at the end of the year and suddenly all your brothers and sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your mother and father are going to bring up all their stuff. They've been waiting all year to let you know what you've done wrong. And now the, 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 the Is dinner that how table- it works? They just hold it up for the store for 365 days, and then on Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate, they sit it down, they unload. Have you not like, experienced this seriously? That this is the time when people fight the well, most. I'm the perfect child, Patrick. So I don't. I don't. Are you saying the perfect or the spoiled child? Oh, I'm kidding. No, I'm far from it. I, I I don't have a big enough family to have that happen, unfortunately. And I think it gets worse as you get older because once you're at the stage where you got kids, now you got the the you know the husband and the wife arguing about where are we going to have the dinner, where are we going to have mm. the Thanksgiving, the Christmas dinner, the New years you know my place your place who's going to be cooking well, etc et happens with with boyfriend girlfriends i mean that's a possibility too because if you've been dating someone for three years couple years whatever it becomes well 
am I going to go to his house for Christmas Eve? Am I going to go to their house for Hanukkah? It becomes like a big to-do. Right. And then the next thing is not only, you know, does it relate to your boyfriend and girlfriend, but it also relates to your parents. If your parents are divorced and some of them have remarried mm. or they've got a new boyfriend or girlfriend, now you could be split four ways. Ugh. You know, you've got the boyfriend who's got his family. And if his parents are divorced, then, then he's got to go to two events and he's got to go to yours. So that makes it three, and now you've got your parents who've remarried, and you've got another two events. So you've got like five or six events to go to. Which is really great because you're not going to be lonely, but in the same time, it's like you're only one person. How do you split your time and also keep level-headed through this whole entire stressful season? Yeah, one of my one of my top tips was it probably relates more to people actually organizing the event than attending the event, mm-hmm. and it's and it really does relate to ladies that you know ladies love to nest. You know, like the bird gets all the eggs and p- creates the nest. Women like to do that. <laughs> I'm not talking about getting the eggs. No, I just did that yesterday. I went to Bed Bath and Beyond, and Got I your nest. Yeah, and I I, I actually Some like eggs? started by yes yeah, so I bought I made a nest and no Patrick I I went ahead and I got like a poinsettia and a little and I decorated my apartment to have the holiday feel I was I was like nesting and I wanted to be inside and spend time inside and hang with my dog Bailey right and then the next level of nesting is when you've set up your place and you want everyone to come to your place and now the women are usually fighting like you know. The Cosmo girls listening right now will relate to this because it's usually your mum mm-hmm. and, you know, the other mum that are arguing about who's going to do it at whose place. And it could oh, be yeah. your mum and your, you know, and your, um, and her sister are arguing about who's going to do it at whose place. So I say, let go of the ego for this year and let the other person do the nesting or the hosting and see if you still want to feel significant, then play another role and say, okay, can I look after this aspect or can I, you know, can I prepare this dish or can I be responsible for this? So you still feel like you're contributing. But a lot of, you know, a lot of women just get caught up in the, in the ego of I must be the host. It must be done at my place. Right. So say if you want less stress, if you want to ease the holiday stress, back off the ego. You don't have to nest. Let someone else do it this year and then make an agreement. Say, okay, we'll do it at your place this year. Next year, we'll do it at mine. Well, see, I like that idea, Patrick, because I know for myself, I definitely don't feel that domestic need quite yet to have an event at my house or my apartment. I'm just kind of like, whatever. If they want to do more work and have more of the cleanup, by all means, let them. I will go get them a fruit roll or whatever. Because you're lazy or you're just not into the nesting. (laughs) I don't, maybe, I think it's not that I'm lazy. I just don't think I'm into the nesting quite yet. I'm not married. I don't even have a boyfriend. Should we pull out the violins and cry for you? Yeah, no, no, no. We've no. got a little orchestra in the back. Yeah, exactly. But you're saying just let go of the ego and enjoy the holidays. Let someone else have the hostess with the mostest label for this year. Yeah, that's going to make a big difference. Then the okay. next one, which every girl should relate to. Look, if you're telling me that there isn't stress around this time of the year, you're basically BSing me and you're, den- you're in a state of delusion and denial because there's going to be stress. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship, and assuming your boyfriend isn't the one creating the stress, turn around to him and say to him, look, when we get to dad's house, who I only see twice a year, I'm going to go loopy. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to be gentle with me. I need you to be kind with me. I need you to hold my hand. Or if I start getting an argument, if I start to feel nervous, can you do such and such? Now, I know it's not an easy thing to tell your boyfriend that because, you know, he may not even be at the level to be able to support you emotionally because he might be screwed up himself. But Oh, lordy. And if he is, then you shouldn't be with him anyway. But wait until after the holidays to do that. All right, this is another. We're going down a tangent. <laughs> We're but going you, down the dark pathway, but the breakup I think, path. I think the point is to say... Be open to asking whoever you're going with to the party, to the dinner, Mm -hmm. for support. 
Like if you really know that you're going to fight with your parents, right. then ask your, your someone, you know, maybe tell your boyfriend, hey, can you sit between so-and-so and me? See, that's a smart way because I think everybody has somebody who who knows their hot button in their family. Like for me, my dad, he I love my dad. He's an awesome man. All he does is care about providing and, and care about his family, but he's so worried about money. Oh, my goodness. Diana. Diana, when's your next paycheck? Are you okay? Did did you make sure to deduct that from your checkbook? I'm like, Dad, you've asked me 500 times. In and he'll ask you that, ask you that at Christmas hours. dinner as well, right? Oh, of course. So okay. I know now to kind of just my mom always says to me, Dad, tell him I need money. <laughs> just look at your just look at your father and go, yes, Dad, it's under control. But it drives me crazy, and sometimes I can't. I'm just like, Dad, enough, enough, enough. And you're right. That leads to the next point, yeah. number seven, which is lower your expectations of your family and yourself. I'm not okay. saying lower your standards and no. just let people walk all over you. I'm saying accept and expect that your mum and dad and your brothers and your sisters and whoever else is at this soiree is not going to be perfect, and there's a good chance they're going to screw up. So you've got to be ready to sort of let go of your expectations, not expect them to be perfect, accept that they're going to screw up, accept that they're going to be imperfect. And lower expectations yourself. You don't have to be perfect on the day. See, that's something too. I think there's, especially women, we're perfectionists by nature. And for the most part, we want to, we want to look, you know, we want to look perfect and we want the day to go perfectly. And holidays have such high expectations because in our head, everyone's picturing a white Christmas, like Bing Crosby style, or, you know, it's a wonderful life. And it's always a letdown because it's not always magic. Well, we've created this concept that goes, you know, and this is an entirely different conversation, but the concept Mm -hmm. that everything must be perfect, that, you know, a man and a woman get married and they're happily they live happily ever after. This is the famous Disney drama, the fairy tale that, you know, boy, girl meets, boy, girl falls in love. They overcome the obstacles. They get married. They end up together. Then they're happy forever. And it doesn't work that way. That's why they never did the sequel. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they did too many of the same. Right. Um, but the same thing happens when you get to, to the end of the year. You expect that everyone in the family is going to get along. The dinner is going to be perfect. The, the chicken, the turkey, whatever the heck you're eating yeah. is going to be perfectly cooked. Everyone's going to arrive on time. Everyone's going to be happy. And that's not the way it is because we're imperfect and we do face our challenges, which then leads me to the next one. Forgive. Mm. This is probably the biggest one, even though it's number six, it's really the biggest one. The hardest one to do too. And you know what? Don't wait to deal with all your drama at the dinner table. It's not the place to say, mom, why weren't you there at my cheerleading practice? And when I was 13 years old, 10 years ago. And you know, dad, why did you hate my first boyfriend? I'm still traumatized by it. (laughs) Or my first girlfriend, depending on you know what your inclinations are. Right. But nonetheless, I'm glad you covered that, Patrick. <laughs> I like to keep it open. It's sort of like you know bisexual. You can buy if anyway. Okay. All right. Well, Already we won't talk man. about the trisexual, but anyway, <laughs> I think that speaks for itself. Um, so the concept is forgive before you get there. Don't wait for the therapy and the healing to occur at the dinner table. Do mm-hmm. it before, and if you can, in your own heart, sit down and start to. Begin the process of forgiveness, and I say it's a process, and I can talk about it in detail if you want, but do it before you get there. Don't wait to get there and then suddenly unload all the stuff you've been holding inside you for a whole year or longer. But, Patrick, when you say forgive beforehand, is that something – I mean, that sounds like a a pretty big process. Is that forgive – you know, through acceptance and of the situation and you're doing that within your own self? Or is it also calling up your mom or whoever it was that started the beef with you and calling them and going, you know, mom, I I would rather just, you know, resolve this before the holidays. But this has been bothering me for the past year and I want to get out on the table before we sit down at dinner. The 
answer to those questions is yes to both. First, okay. for, I'll explain the process of forgiveness, then I'll talk about how it involves the other person. Sure. Forgiveness is always about you. It has really nothing to do with the other person. So the, first understand that forgiveness means to give understanding for, forgiveness. So you give understanding for what happens. That, mm-hmm. And that, that's going to depend on the situation. You know, Maybe your mum let you down. Maybe she disappointed you. And you stop and think, well, why is my mum or dad this way? What happened to them as children? You know, Who's hurt them? Who's screwed them up? Who's dis- disappointed them or let them down? Okay. The other reason that we don't forgive other than we don't understand and we have such high expectations, we forget that we're human beings and we all screw up and we all will screw up, is that we sometimes think we're punishing and hurting the other person by either not talking to them, by cutting them off, by um, you know never hanging out with them. Yeah. And really we're not hurting them as much as we're hurting ourselves. Maybe you are hurting someone by cutting them off. But first – you're hurting yourself. So what I'm saying is be aware of why are you choosing not to forgive the other person. Sometimes we also get confused and we think, well, if I forgive that person, then I'm saying, hey, it's okay for you to keep treating me this way. Right. You can forgive the person and still set your boundaries and say, you know, you've got to forgive your ex-boyfriend because then you're going to take all that stuff into the next relationship. And then the next boyfriend's going to pay for all of your bitterness towards the ex. You know, my friend, she's uh, very spiritual and she claims to be a psychic. And she's kind of, you know, all over the place. But she gave me really good advice once. And she said, you have to unhook your heart and his heart from each other. And I went, what? And she said, no, just picture hooks in that person's heart and in your heart. And then just take them out because you'll feel lighter. And it's like a mental imagery kind of thing. Yeah, what, and I got yeah. the concept. I got the basic just of what she was saying. Let that person go so you can move on. Yeah, she's using the, the concept of symbolism and imagery and metaphors, which is how the subconscious mind works. That there's there's a link, there's a hook between us, and you try uh-huh. to cut off those links and hooks. Right. Sometimes you can't do it just visually. You actually have to do some thinking and release some emotion and work out. Okay, what is my resentment? What is my issue with this person? What am I holding on to? Sometimes we want to punish them. Sometimes we want to teach them a lesson. Sometimes we're scared that they'll hurt us again if we trust them. So mm-hmm. get in touch with yourself and say, why am I refusing to forgive this person? You've got to do the forgiveness before you get there. Now, if it involves someone that's going to be there and it really needs to be spoken about before the dinner, then don't do it three days before. Try and do it a week or two weeks before, depending on how much time you got left. So there's some healing involved because otherwise it might be too fresh. Well, yeah, exactly. It might be too fresh. And what you might need to do is, you know, a simple phone call and say, are you open? Mm-hmm. Don't tell them, hey, I want to talk to you because I want to forgive you. I've made that mistake before. It doesn't work if the other person's not ready right, to talk. Right, they look at you and they're like, hey, douchebag, who the hell do you think you're, excuse my language, who do you think you are calling me up at five o'clock when I'm about to enjoy my dinner? Thank you very much. Or they're just not able to handle it because they're already <laughs> overwhelmed by all the other emotions. So what you've got to say is, hey, are you open to a conversation? When would it be good for us to talk? Mm-hmm. See, now I'm just, I'm not saying that, I'm going to, and, and you let them know, hey, I really want to resolve this and I want to share with you some things I've learned about myself. And it's also being respectful of that person's time and what they need. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they're not ready to handle it. And maybe it's going to be a simple note to say, I know we haven't been able to talk mm-hmm. and I know we're going to be having dinner, but I'll let you know that uh, as far as I'm concerned, I've let go of the past and I hope that you're okay with that and I hope we can have a really good time. So you can even, can you email that if you don't feel comfortable? Because I know sometimes I get really nervous doing the phone call because you just don't know how it's going to be received. And like, What did you just say? Say that again. I Okay. You're lucky I have a good memory. I get really nervous sometimes when I have to go call someone. So guess what you're going to say in the email? What? What did you just say? I'm really nervous about calling you. Exactly. That's why Therefore, I'm writing Therefore, I'm writing you. this email. You're a genius, Patrick. Feel free to throw some money on my side. Anyway. No, so, that won't happen. It's recession time. <laughs> but that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to send the right email and say, 
the reason I'm writing to you is I feel nervous about calling you. Okay. And I know it might seem like I'm being cowardly, but I just don't feel comfortable right now. However, if you are willing to have an, a conversation, then please let me know, and we can. Right. So what you're saying is you're being honest, you're being open, and you're also respecting them, and you're telling them, it's not because I disrespect you, it's because I'm scared. Right. And that's much easier for the other person to handle. Um, this time of the year, a lot of people go through loneliness. We said at the outset that you know, if you're not in a relationship, especially if you're a girl, you're freaking out because you don't have a guy to take either to the, the office party, to some dinner party, to friends party. Yeah, we could talk about New Year's Eve. I've been literally canceled on now with four of my girlfriends because they all have boyfriends and they were going to have you me- You want to put a dress on? Is that it? What? What do you mean? Oh, no. God, you're slow. No. Shut up. You're Keep mean. Going. That too. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, I've been asked by my girlfriends, like, oh, come on, you know, hang out with us, da 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 And then they're like, oh, well, you know what? It's a couples only party. And it kind of jabs you in the heart because you're like, wow, I'm totally like the isolated one. I still have no New Year's plans. And I feel like this pressure. My mom always calls me. And goes, I like Stein, bright colors. The New dress Year's has Eve? to be long. All right, fine, Patrick. Okay, so. Whatever, go on. I'm telling. I'm like, I'm, I'm bleeding my heart here. I'm gonna help you if you and relax. I can't relax. You just called me slow, but go on. Oh, you're taking it personally now. Can we just joke here? No, go right. on. I'm a girl. I take everything sensitively. Come on. No, you're a girl that takes everything personally. Anyway, all right. This is why we have such a good connection. I know it's lovely. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help people that are gonna feel lonely, and the key to overcoming loneliness is to give back. Now, that's not the answer to your night, but to the whole mood of the season. Mm -hmm. You're not going to catch Paris Hilton doing this unless she's already announced it to the media. You want to find someone, I mean, an organization where you can actually, you know, serve soup at a soup kitchen on the day for half an hour or an hour. Somewhere where you can go and give some of your time and contribute. Then you're going to realize that there's all these other people out there who aren't just as lonely as you. They're worse off because maybe they don't have a family. Maybe they don't have a home. Maybe they don't have a job. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's been a death in their family. They've got nowhere to go. They've got no gifts. They've got no money. They've got no food. When you see how much, what a difference you can make, you're going to feel better about yourself. And then it'll be a little bit easier, even if you end up on that night not being where you really want to be, because you're going to feel a little bit better about yourself knowing you actually helped someone. Because we're always so caught up in this idea of, hey, I've got to do more for me. What can you do for me? You know, like, welcome to LA. Hi, what can you do for me? Yeah. You know, whereas if we can just spend a little bit of time of how can I help someone else, you'll feel so much better. You know, just knowing that you can bring some joy to someone else, knowing that you make someone else feel a little bit better. And then you you get to see, wow, my life's not that bad after all. I thought it was like the pits, but it's not that bad because people are worse off. The other thing that um, easily happens to us around this time of the year is what I call getting stuck in the drama and self-sabotaging. Ooh, you know, yeah. you get to the, you get to the, I mean, this is my family because of our wonderful background, but you know, my mom's not happy unless there is drama. She feels that that's when there's the intense, passionate connection because, you know, you know, my background is that if you have anything like Italian and, you know, anything Latin Mediterranean, you then it's all about the drama. The drama is the passion and the fire and the intensity. So they feel that, hey, if you know, if you're shouting and screaming, then we're all getting along, right. which isn't the truth. So be aware when you get stuck in the drama. And if you are having a good time, be aware that you're not going to screw it up by sabotaging it. When you say sabotage, what exactly do you mean? Because I, I could see myself doing that in relationships, but how do you mean over the holidays? Well, you're actually somewhere and you're, and you're actually having a good time and you feel guilty having a good time maybe because you're not with your boyfriend or your ex-boyfriend or you hurt someone and you go – and you're not going to do this consciously obviously, but there's a part of you that is – 
is going to screw it up because you don't feel you deserve to have a good time. Oh, I get what you're and saying. And if you see yourself going down that path, that's when you've got to stop and maybe walk out and say, you know what, it's okay for me to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, say for example, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's Christmas, it's the end of the year, it's holiday, whatever your celebration of faith is, and maybe you lost a parent or a best friend and they're not with you or someone in your family is not with you or maybe your boyfriend or someone in your family is on the other side of the world serving, you know, like in Iraq or Afghanistan and you feel guilty you're having a good time and he or she isn't. So I think that's important to touch upon because I know I get like that. Um, it, I think it's just a common thing, especially with women. We, we get guilty when we have too much fun. And you're allowed to have fun. And that's exactly what I say in this article, that you are allowed to have fun no matter what anyone told you as a child, especially parents. You know, they see kids having too much fun. They go, stop. You're making too much noise. Hey, slow down. Calm down. Why? They're kids. They're allowed to do it. So the same applies. You know, this, the season is meant, you know, it's funny. We call it Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. We don't see many people very happy and we don't see very many people being very merry. So remember, this is what it's supposed to be. It's about fun. It's about joy. It's about celebration. So to achieve that, point number three, be kind, loving, and forgiving. That means in the moment. Right. So, you know, like you were talking about, hey, I'm not sure if I feel confident to call this person. I might email them. Well, if you're arriving at their doorstep, you're probably also going to feel uncomfortable. Oh, exactly. To ease that uncomfortability, see if you can come up with some kind words okay. when you meet that person. So maybe right. if they're meeting you at the door, well, they might be might be dressed well. It might be, it's really nice to see you. Oh, you look wonderful. You look wonderful. Um, I'm really excited. Or your place, you know, something about the garden, mm-hmm. something that happened in the moment before. Um, so again, the next one is, you know, have fun, remind yourself to have fun. And I guess the key point is understand that you can choose happiness in every moment. Okay. It doesn't have to go bad. You have a choice in every moment. You can speak back to that person or you can remain quiet. If you can't handle your emotions, get up and walk away for five minutes, go outside. That's always the best. Go into the bathroom where no one's going to hear and scream, let it out, then come back and I don't know about screaming in the bathroom because those doors, they're thin. I've done it before, Patrick. I've done it before. (laughs) Oh, we're talking about the screaming in the bathroom. Sorry. I got confused. For a <laughs> oh, moment. my goodness. I was just trying to be clear here, which, which now leads me to, the, to my mantra. When all else fails, find the children and hang out with them because they will be having fun and exactly. they'll have no drama. And they'll always, well, the only drama they might have is be like, hey, big girl over there stealing my doll. Be like, it's mine. It's mine now. But you're going to see they have fun. They don't care of about course. whose house it's at. They just no. want to be with their friends. They're playing. They're laughing. Get down on the ground. Be a kid. Be childlike again and just have fun. And remember, that's what it's all about. It's having fun. Remember, it's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Right. And remember, the food is good. So if all else fails, go just stuff your face with cookies. That too. Patrick, thank you for joining us today on Cosmolicious. And be sure, ladies out there, that not only have your ears been uh, <laughs> caressed by Patrick's lovely voice, but make sure that your eyes also get to a delight in his presence at www.patrickwanis.com. Back for more Girl Talk.